This sermon is brought to you by Shofar East London. Together, living out the fullness of Christ. We hope you enjoy this message. So we had a, a beautiful weekend last week. The guys are saying the men's camp was next level. So it just really fits with my theme, going next level. So this is the fifth message. If you include Sonic, it's the sixth message on uh, the theme next level. Today's message is called Seeds of Faith. And I want to continue on this journey of uh, this topic of talking, speaking about faith. Because if you missed the previous sessions, you can download it, any podcast app. You can download, just search Shofar East London or just go online to shofarsermons.org. You can get all the previous messages. And I've been uh, receiving wonderful uh, feedback from people from, from these messages, and my own faith has been increased uh, in the process as well. Okay, so I'm trusting today we're going to take it forward. Okay, so um, there's a few traps when it comes to faith. One of the traps that we sometimes fall into is that we think that I can't, you know, we've been talking a lot about faith, so it's like, man, you need faith, man, you need great faith, so let's go for great, let's contend for great faith. But now, the trap that you could fall into is to think that I can't do anything until I have great faith. And the result is, we do nothing. Okay, so that's a big trap. Don't, don't fall into that trap. Don't think, man, when, one day when I have big faith, then I'm going to step out. Don't, don't fall for that. Another trap that we sometimes fall into is like, and, and I know we, we, we talk about doing big things for God. You know, we want to impact the world. And, and so we have this idea that if it's not something big, it's not really worth it. It's not significant. And then also we do nothing. But the truth is, God does the big things. We do small things. <laughs> Small steps of faith. Small steps of faith. And as you keep on you know, doing small steps of faith together, they add up, and then God does the big things. So don't, don't, don't fall for that trap either. I've, I've, at times, I've, you know, because I have also prophetic words about large crowds and all these things, and I've experienced that in the past, you, you can fall into a trap that you start looking at numbers and not at the person. Start looking at big things and you miss the person, you miss the heart of God in the process. And so I, I really feel God is impressing this on my heart, that we need to get back to doing small things with faith, even a little bit of faith. Do small things, do it with faith, and invest in, in, in individuals, not just think big or crowd or whatever. The big thing's God's business. The small things are our business. Okay. So, so if we want to have real faith, we need, to, we need to start with those small things. So look at this, Luke 17, verse 5 to 6. We're talking about seeds of faith. And the apostles said to the Lord, and it was just after Jesus spoke about how many times you need to forgive, seven times a day. And then they said, Lord, increase our faith. Okay, so that's sort of our prayer over this last month or two. God, increase our faith. We want great faith. We want to trust in you with all our hearts. We want no room, no space for fear in us. And now you're expecting the profound answer. Jesus giving us the solution. I can just, if I was like, Lord, increase our faith, I can just imagine Jesus saying, yes, 
You need great faith. Great faith. And these are the keys to having great faith. Now, look at what he says. So the Lord said, if you have faith as a mustard seed, he's saying if you have little faith, authentic faith, but little faith, you can say to this mulberry tree, be pulled up by the roots and be planted in the sea, and it would obey you. Huh? Jesus, what do you mean? I thought we're supposed to have big faith. Why are you saying if you have little faith? That doesn't make sense. So there's a picture here of a seed. That's a mustard seed. So Jesus is saying, if you have faith as big or as small as that little seed, incredibly big things can happen. God does the big thing. But if you have little faith but authentic faith, Big things can happen. So what is Jesus saying? He's, he's, he's talking about the power of a seed. Come on, say seed. There's power in a seed. I mean, a small little seed has unlimited potential. It can be planted and grow and then bear fruit and keep on multiplying, multiplying. You can have a forest from one little seed. So why did Jesus say seed? Not just if your faith is as big as a, or small as a grain of sand. No, he said seed. Because there's something that needs to happen with a seed. So you have a little bit of faith. And you have this little seed in your hand. And you're like, oh, that's just pitiful. <laughs> that's so nice. So you keep it there in your hand. And you look every day. You get up and you look at your little faith. Oh, that's so pitiful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're like, no, you need to do something with it. You need to take your little bit of faith and you need to plant it. You need to take your little bit of faith and you need to sow it if you want it to grow. But many of us, we're looking at our little bit of faith and we're comparing ourselves to somebody else's faith and now we're saying, what's the point? I just, I'm not a faith person. No, that's a lie. You need to take your little bit and see the potential in a seed. A little bit can, in the kingdom of God, grow into something significant. God does the significant, but we need to bring our little bit. Amen. Now, what's the point? I mean, if adding God is like, let's say, let's God is like, whatever you bring, He multiplies it by a million. Okay, so you bring zero. Zero times one million. For those who know their maths. Zero. Nothing. Squat. It's going nowhere. You see, you need to bring your little bit, your mustard seed faith, and then God can multiply it. Then he can multiply it. So I'm trusting today, as I'm going to share with you, that you will be moved out of your passivity out of the excuses that you make to do nothing. God is wanting you to bring your little bit so he can multiply it. Amen. Okay, so let me pray for us and we're going to get into this. So Lord, we thank you that your word is powerful. 
And God, we pray that this day, this morning, that your word will impact our hearts. That the seed of your word will be planted within us. Lord Jesus, thank you, God, that you move us into all that you've planned for us. In Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so the, the big point is you need to take your little bit and you need to plant it. You need to take your little bit and do something with it if you want God to magnify it. You see, the key isn't massive faith. You see, it's not about faith in faith. It's about faith in God. I think that's where sometimes we, we, we go too far. We're like, faith, 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 faith. And then we have faith in faith and not faith in God. No, faith is to trust in the Lord with all your heart. Forsaking all, I trust Him. So you want to shift your faith unto Him. Say, God, I trust you. And I am thankful for the little bit you've placed in my hand. And you are able to multiply this little bit. So God, I'm going to sow it. I'm going to invest it. I'm going to release what you have given to me. The mustard seed in the hand has no purpose, but if you sow it, something beautiful can happen. So again, uh, Sean Bolts, he had a, a prophetic word when we were in Joburg at the conference, and he said he believes we're moving into a season where God can do in a year what previously would have taken 20 years. In other words, and, and it was the gist of the word is step out. <laughs> Start the business, step out, start that project, step out and pursue that. You just don't know how much God's going to bless it when you step out in faith. So I release that over you. A little bit can become much in the kingdom of God, especially when we step into that multiplication grace. Okay, so let's talk about the kingdom of God. Different, I'm going to look at different scriptures. We're going to look at the kingdom of God from a seed perspective. Mark Chapter 4, verse 26 to 29, and I'm trusting that our faith will be unlocked today. Okay, and he said, the kingdom of God is as if a man should scatter seed on the ground. So Jesus is revealing, explaining to people, guys, this is what the kingdom of God is like. And then he says here, the kingdom of God is as if a man should scatter seed on the ground. Who's that man? Who's the man? Point to yourself. Say, that's me. The kingdom of God is as if you and I scatter seed. The kingdom. The superior kingdom of heaven that wants to invade this realm, wants to invade the hearts and lives of people, are dependent upon you and me to scatter seed. It says the end should sleep by night and rise by day. That's us. And the seed should sprout and grow. He himself does not know how. So you sow seed. You sow seed. You invest in people. You love people. You share the goodness of God with people. You pray for people. You're scattering seed. And it begins to grow, and you just don't know where it's going to grow. How many times has happened like, I did not think that that person <laughs> would turn to Jesus. 
I did not think that that young person will encounter God. Of all called young people in the grade in, in our son's class or in his school, the most difficult young ones, the most difficult ones coming to youth and having encounters with Jesus, I'm like, I did not expect that. And that's like it is. The seed should sprout and grow. He himself does not know how. For the earth yields crops by itself, first the blade, then the head, after that the full grain in the head. But when the, the grain ripens immediately, he puts in the sickle. Because the harvest has come. Okay, so there's that journey, but there's two components. The one component is sowing of the seed, and the other component is bringing in the harvest. But the sowing of the seed needs to happen. Imagine a farmer going around, man, I'm trusting for a good harvest. Man, I'm trusting for a great harvest this year. But he has sown no seed. It's like, we really need to pray for you, brother. There's something wrong. There needs to be a sowing of seed to bring in a harvest. So, so we need to sow with faith. You and I need to believe in the power of a seed, the power of a word, the power of something small that you and I can release into someone's life. It carries the potential of the kingdom of God within it. Sow the seed and keep on sowing. Invest in people. And invite. Two things I want to highlight are invest and invite. Invest and invite. Okay, so what type of seeds do you and I have if we want to produce a harvest? There's a list of potential seeds that every one of us can sow into somebody's life. First one there, the revelation of God's goodness. You could share with somebody about the goodness of God in the midst of their plight, in the midst of their challenges. You could share about the goodness of God. Secondly, every one of us should have a story of something that God has done in us. Again, it's a seed that you have received. You can share with somebody, man, this is what my life was like. And then Jesus came. My life got flipped around. And now I, I have peace. I have joy. I have purpose in life. I mean, every time I listen to a story of someone's life change, I'm so inspired. So you and I have stories. That's part of the seed. Thirdly, another aspect, another seed is you could pray for somebody. You can have a prophetic word for them. They're going through a difficult season, and you could step out and say, hey, I really feel this is what God's laying on my heart for you. And, uh, and that encourages them and strengthens them and turns their heart to God. That's sowing seed. Another seed could be a seed of a miracle. They could be sick. They could be battling with somebody. You pray for them. Suddenly they get healed. Nastasha, for those who caught her, knows, knows her. She called it at her workplace. She called it bathroom ministry. So she would be in the kitchen or something, and someone like, oh, my back, or oh, I can't sleep, or this. And then she would like, um, Jesus can heal that. So then they would go to the bathroom, bathroom ministry, and pray for them, and then the next day they would be healed. She had a beautiful story about this one lady. She hasn't been sleeping for years, like really battling to sleep for years upon years. And then uh, she prayed for her, and this night suddenly she slept like, say, four hours. And then the next night she slept like six hours, and then she slept like 12 hours. And she's like, should we now stop praying for this? It's now getting hectic. <laughs> that is sowing a seed. Because then you're saying, hey, Jesus loves you that much. He wants you to sleep well. And we had one of the guys at uh, the men's camp prayed with him 
was it the Friday night or so, and man, he also been battling insomnia. He had a beautiful night's sleep on Friday night. Come to men's camp, come sleep. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> but there are other, other seeds as well. Your seed could be a resource. It could be a book. It could be a video. I just love the stories about Sonica's book that she wrote, Free to Be. Um, so one of the stories uh, is that one of our pastor's wives, uh, her grandmother uh, lost her husband, and uh, she was very sad and going through a very difficult time, and, and, and she didn't know how to, this, uh, her granddaughter didn't know how to help her. So she gave Sonica's book to her, just put it next to her table. And I think she's an 80-something-year-old lady, and she read Sonica's book, and it was such, it, was, it so impacted her, so encouraged her. That's a seed. Or uh, I met a couple now recently, about a week ago, and their story is that about a year ago, they were both been Christians for, for a long time, like 10 plus years, but they've backslidden, disillusioned, lukewarm, not connecting with God. So the lady came to a, an awaken. Ladies Saturday in Somerset West where Sonica was speaking and a bunch of our ladies went along. And she responded on the altar call, the, the, the wife, and, and I think Ashlyn prayed for her. And she had an incredible God encounter. Her life was rocked. So she goes home and she tells her husband, and he was like, I don't want to hear it. I want nothing to do with these things. He's a Christian, but he's like, I don't know. Anyway, so now she's trying to, the wife is on her journey with God and growing. So she's like, now she's reading Sonica's book and she's like, man, I really want my husband to get this. And this one day is like amazing. He needs to read this. So what she did was she schemed by the Holy Spirit. She opened, she put, the, she opened the book on their bed, really twisted it back so it stays open and put it there on the bed. So at some point he went, went in there and he looked this and he like, he picked it up and he read it and his life was transformed by reading those few pages. Both of them are on fire for Jesus now, pursuing God. Come on, let's give Jesus praise for that. So it's the, it's the power of a seed. It's the power of a seed, and God is giving all of us different seeds that we can sow into somebody's life. So as most of you should know, I also I started a YouTube channel, <laughs> and uh, I was like three weeks before it, man, I was feeling I'm going through birthing. Obviously less pain, ladies, as real birthing, but it felt quite painful, you know, what I was going through, just praying and praying, as like, Lord... Uh, I'm trusting you for that. I really feel God is leading me to do this. And, and, uh, and so I was like, man, I'm just going to, that's 100 views or so, that's fine. You know, I just want to, just I'm just going to faithfully, every second week, I'm going to produce something. And so anyway, on, by yesterday, I was at 750 people that viewed it. Oh, beautiful, week and a half. Um, and just getting amazing feedback. And so now I'm also like, it's always tough with your own family, yeah? So I'm like, should I share it with my family? Because they probably might not like it. You know, it's just like, it's just how it is. And I'm like, but it's a seed. How will they, how will they hear if they're not exposed to it? How could they respond if they don't hear it? So I posted on Sonica's family's WhatsApp group. 
started with her family. <laughs> hey guys, <laughs> you know, yo, and they loved it. So beautiful. There's more coming. There's more coming. And then I posted and was sent to my dad and sent to my mom and always stuff with your own family. Eish. Anyway, it was, it was beautiful. And, uh, but I'm, I'm like, man, what if this is the seed that shifts their heart? What if this next video or ne- this next something? Okay, so on Tuesday, we're launching um, me and Dorian <laughs> with a guest appearance by David Attenborough, da- David J.P. Attenborough. <laughs> and so we <laughs> want to have a bit of fun. So the first six minutes of the fun part, and then there's this powerful testament. Dorian shares his story of how Jesus rocked his world. Guys, that is so powerful. I shared it a week or two ago as well, but I tested on some of these people when I was in Joburg. They laughed their heads off the first six minutes and they cried the second 12 minutes, just seeing how Jesus changed somebody's life. So I want to ask you, if you haven't yet, please go, Kingdom Unleashed, go like it, subscribe it, share it. Come on, be bold. You don't know, just this next video, could, this next seed could change somebody's life forever. Amen. Come on, sow those seeds. So anyway, so there's a list of the different options. So what are you doing with your mustard seed? What are you doing with the seeds that have been planted in your life? You see, the enemy wants to intimidate us. He wants to say, shut up. Sit in the corner. You, I tell you, it's, a, it's like stepping out. You have to break through so many barriers to see the kingdom of God come. You need to break through your fear. Now imagine this for a moment. Imagine you having the cure for cancer. And you know somebody that's going through hell, dying of cancer, extremely painful, and you have the cure. You have the answer. Would you keep it to yourself? No. No, you wouldn't. We're like, hey, good news. I have the cure over here. Come on. It's... Yes, we're not going to hold back. Now, Jesus is the cure to the condition of the human heart. Every man almost that I chat to and I listen to their story, doesn't matter how tough they look, even like Dorian, who was a provincial rugby player, he would bar fights with guys, he would like do all these things, he'd look so tough, and then he'd be fall into depression and anxiety, be booked into St. Mark's for two weeks because he's so tough, but he has, he had a cancer on the inside, sickness of the soul. There is no cure without Jesus. Do you know that? Do you believe it? I mean, if you had the cure for cancer, you would be running around telling the whole world, good news, here's the cure, good news, here's the cure. But somehow the enemy comes and he intimidates us. He says, well, who the heck do you think you are? Who do you think you are to talk? No, maybe they're not going to like it. No, they're going to love it when the penny drops. They're going to love it when the penny drops. They're going to be, they're going to thank you so much. I remember there was some... um, Students, when we were still in Stellenbosch at university, and there were these two students, and they were like hectic atheists. Huh? They were like aggressive, passionate atheists, and they were living the life. And then at some point, they had an encounter with Jesus. 
and they found Christ, and now they came to the rest of the believers and like, why didn't you tell me earlier? <laughs> why didn't you tell me? Why didn't you tell me that the real deal, the real Jesus is this incredible? It's this life changing. Everything has changed. So this is my prayer for every one of us, that we would break through our fear and timidity, that we would understand the value of the seed that we carry. You don't know who will respond. You don't know who's going to surrender. But I tell you, as you sow your seed, you're going to see a harvest. You're going to see a harvest. You're going to see the kingdom of God come. But you need to sow that seed and you keep on praying and keep on investing and keep on inviting and the kingdom of God will come. Okay, so another scripture about the kingdom. Matthew 13, 33. It says, another parable he spoke to them. The kingdom of heaven is like leaven. Come on, say leaven. It's small. It says, which a woman took and hid in three measures of meal till it was all leavened. So you have the, the dough, the bread dough, and you have the leaven on the inside there. Now you put it in the oven. You turn on the heat. The fire, the Holy Spirit, the power of God, and suddenly it begins to rise. It's almost like I feel currently for uh, what's been happening in, 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 in our son's school. So Sonica and some other ladies here, and uh, me a little bit, but I'm more the supporting one. Go, go, go. <sighs> I've been investing for years. He's grade six now. But since grade one, grade two, grade three, we've been investing in families, in parents, in kids, investing, sowing seeds. And we've seen a few beautiful things like, Something happening there, something happening there, this family turning to God, this family being impacted, but just minimal fruit. And sometimes you're like frustrated, you're like, man, it's almost finished with primary school. Something needs to happen. And so over the last year, significant things have been happening. So we've had in his grade, there's 40 kids. 17 of them are coming to youth. 17. Praise God. More than 10 of them are coming to the youth camp this coming weekend. More than 25% of the grade. Why? Because of obedience. Sonica and some other ladies, they're praying weekly. Man, they pray over the teachers. We give them books for free on their birthday. We call them in on birthdays like, happy birthday to you. We're going to prophesy over you today. Some of them are a little bit scared, but the other ones are... <laughs> are Encountering Jesus, they often they cry. These teachers weep as they encounter the presence and the power of God. Because Kuba, who's taking the lead with the prayer group, she's like, we are here to bless you. And you don't know it yet, but you want Jesus. <laughs> it's amazing. And now these young people are influencing one another, and they are psyching one another up. And now the parents are being influenced. And it's like, come on. Jesus, it's like the, the bread is, the dough is in the oven, and it's rising. Love it. Love it. But see, we are only in one school. Where are you? What if we could impact 10 schools or 100 different businesses or organizations or environments? But you need to have the courage. You need to have the courage to invest, to send a message on someone's birthday, say, hey, 
We, 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 Sonica is, her second name is Father Christmas. Sonica, Father Christmas. Because she gives gifts. We just love people. We went to the headmaster to, and we had make, made a meeting with the headmaster of the school, and I could see he's a little bit, oh, what are we going to complain about? Because <laughs> headmasters just get uh, complaints. No, we went to say we backed you because he just became coming new. So we want to support you. We love what's happening at the school. How can we bless you? We bought all the teachers cake and uh, bless the school with other things. And we're just like, man, we're here to love you guys. We're here to not criticize. We're here to support you because it's tough to be a teacher. All the teachers say, Amen. <laughs> I'm going to be your cheerleader. I'm going to give you a gift. I'm going to support you. Hey, what if every one of us begin to do that? Do it with your boss. Encourage. You know it's tough to be a boss. It's tough to be a leader. Encourage, support, invest, sow seeds, pray. Say, hey, I pray for you. One of the guys shared with me as well, they were... Um, at their work environment, this one lady was very negative towards them, and uh, the one day she came in there, and she didn't look well. She was like, seemed like crying or something, and he just felt in his spirit to go and pray for her. Now, she doesn't like them. She's like criticizing, and so he got up, went to her office, and said, hey, can I pray with you? And she said, yes, and both of them were weeping <laughs> as he prayed for her, and God reconciled the relationship do you have any idea what you carry as a believer in Christ? Do you have any idea the power of God that rests within you? If you would just have the courage to step out and sow a little seed. Hey, love you. Believe in you. Praying for you. How can I help you? And you just keep on sowing that seed. You keep on sowing that seed. You keep on sowing that seed. You're going to reap a harvest. Amen. God does the big stuff. We must just do the little stuff. And I tell you, it's freedom. I found that the times when I stepped out, despite a bit of fear, and I just stepped out, man, I felt like a real Christian. I don't know about you, but it just doesn't feel like you're a real Christian when you are bold only in church. Agree? You feel like a real Christian when you go to your neighbor and you, man, you're just loving them or you're stepping out with a colleague at work. Come on. Parents, why not start investing now? You might have a four-year-old, five-year-old. What about investing now already in the other parents, the parents and the other kids and just love them? You're going to see an incredible harvest. Amen. So about a year ago, we were prayed over Vian on, on his birthday and uh, we just trusted God for some prophetic words for him. Just what, God, what are you saying for our boy? And as we were praying for him, I got this word. I saw like a group of three or four or so or more young people around Vian. And I, I heard, heard the Holy Spirit say that he's raising up a gang of godliness for our boy. I was like, yes. Because it's terrible to be a young person and to believe in Jesus, but no one else does. And no one else is following Christ. It's really tough. And we have been seeing over this last year how God has been raising up young people with him together, beginning to follow and serve Christ. It's amazing. Come on. So may there be gangs of godliness being raised up for all of our children and in our lives as well. In Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, another verse here. Matthew 13, 31. 
another parable he put forth to them saying, the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed, which a man took and sowed in his field. A mustard seed, a man took and he sowed, which indeed the le- was the least of all the seeds, but when it is grown, it is greater. Come on, say greater. Than the herbs and becomes a tree, so the birds of the air came, come and nest in its branches. Now, I got this revelation this week that the seed, ultimately the seed, is the Word of God. And within the seed is the kingdom of God. Think about that for a moment. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed. The kingdom of heaven is hidden within the Word of God, a seed. It's hidden within the seed. It's like the nature of God, who God is, love, joy, peace, faith, confidence, life, is all of who God is, the very nature of God, the kingdom of God has been hidden within the seed. But now, the seed is the carrier of the kingdom. The seed is like a, it's like a courier. These days we have couriers coming to your door and knocking. Hello, sir. Please sign here. Here's your package. I believe the seed, the word of God, is like a carrier of the kingdom of God. So as you receive the seed, you receive the kingdom of God in all its glory, in all its beauty, but in seed form. And now what needs to happen? Now that seed, the word of God, needs to be planted in the soil of a human heart. Now the condition of the heart needs to be right for the lights to come on. What's that condition? Humility. God, I'm over, over it. I can't, I can't do this. I need you. Humility and faith. Jesus, I trust in you. And so then that seed is received. It is planted in the soil of the heart. And then a miracle happens. Come on, say miracle. A miracle happens. What is that miracle? The seed begins to germinate. And within that little seed is the blueprint. In that little seed is the DNA of God. In that little seed, as a normal seed, there will be the DNA, the the blueprint for this massive, beautiful tree. In the same way, when you and I receive a seed, the word of God, to the soil of our hearts, and we meditate upon it, and we ponder it, we pray over it, then something miraculous begins to happen. The seed germinates, the very nature of God is released into us, and then suddenly, a sinner becomes a saint. Darkness turns to light, fear turns to faith, the kingdom of God is unleashed within us, and suddenly begins to overflow to those around us. The kingdom cannot come through you unless it comes in you first. Allow that seed, the word of God, to germinate within you. Something beautiful happens. Are you embracing the word of God? Are you meditating upon the word? Are you receiving the seed of God into the soil of your heart? Are you allowing it to change your way of thinking from stinking thinking to holy thinking? The word of God says, Lord, I've hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. You want to stop sinning? You want to stop stuffing around? You want to break addictions off your life? Plant the seed on the inside of you. Say it. Pray it. Proclaim it. Stand upon it. Come on, say it. The seed is powerful. 
The nature of God is in the seed, in the word, but you need to receive it, plant it, get the right environment. God, I need you, and I believe, I trust in you. And then that seed become, it, it begins to germinate. You know, and currently we, you know, if we look at the word of God and we compare it to this world, you know, there's a lot of experts out there and the little mustard seed seems so insignificant. But I tell you, when that seed is planted in the soil of the human heart, miracles happen. Lives are transformed. Imagine for a moment a grade six boy or girl or grade nine or grade 11 or whatever age when that soul, when that seed is germinated, when that life, little life turns to Jesus, the impact could be massive. We're talking about generational impact. We're talking about from that day onwards, that grade three or whatever old <laughs> begins to shine light, begins to make different decisions, marries right one day, influences friends, influences people, and the coming generations, you and I have no idea the impact from one seed that is planted in one heart. Massive, massive impact. So I want to end over this verse, 2 Corinthians 2, verse 14. It says, now thanks be to God. Come on, let's read that together. This is a, this is a declaration scripture. Let's read it together. Now thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ and through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. Wow. Thanks be to God who sometimes, always, always leads us into triumph. But you mustn't get offended or bitter or give up or turn away. You must stay on track. Yes, as you're on this journey, sometimes it doesn't look like triumph. It doesn't look like it's playing out right. But if you stay on track, God will always lead you into triumph. Come on, let's say God will always lead me into triumph. Believe it. Embrace it. Now, when you embrace this seed, it gives a confidence. If you, if you meditate upon this, it begins to establish a confidence on the inside of you. Like, God's with me. God will lead me to triumph. I will overcome. It doesn't look good right now, but I have the seed of God's word within me. There will be triumph. There will be overcoming. There will be a, a, a victory on this journey because God is with me. Don't give up. Don't give up. Some of you are still trusting for your spouse to turn to Christ. Don't give up. Some of you are still trusting for your child to turn to Christ. Don't give up. Stay on track, sow seeds. Like, hey, check out this video or whatever. Keep on sowing seeds. Put out that book. Open that book. Pluck it there. Like, open it up and just, Jesus, may you read it. <laughs> sow those seeds and the kingdom of God will come the opposite is also true the enemy's seeds will cause hell to be unleashed within you so if you allow doubts and lies and fears disillusionment, hopelessness, despair ungodly anger, lust, depression more, if, you, if you allow those seeds to be planted on the inside of you you will have a different harvest don't allow that, renounce that say no, 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 no corona gaan spring 
I am not afraid. <laughs> Amen. Don't allow the enemy to plant seeds of fear and doubt in your heart. But you need to sow the seed, the true word of God, sow that in you and then sow that into other people's lives. Seeds of faith. You're going to see your faith grow because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. If you say to me today, man, my faith is terrible, then I'm going to ask you, okay, so how much time do you spend in the Word? Do you stand upon the promise of God? Do you proclaim it? Do you pray it? Do you meditate upon it? Because you're probably not doing that. That's a key component to unlocking your faith. Amen. So when you and I are obedient in the small things, God will do the big things. God only needs mustard seed faith. Just bring your little bit, plant the seed, and you're going to reap a harvest. Amen. Come on, let's say there's a harvest coming. Come on, let's say boldness is coming. Let's say it. I, I carry the cure to the cancer of the human soul. His name is Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening. Find more on Shofar East London's podcast channel. Let's do life together.